Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Is Facebook becoming the thought police? Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. Uh, I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist, and you're a terrorist therapist. Well, yes, you may not have heard this. Um, there was a news article about it, but it certainly hasn't been big news, and uh, it should be, because uh, this, these new changes that Facebook is making and the other social media are also involved. They're probably going to be following the Facebook's lead. Um, they are changing what they are allowing on Facebook. Uh, so I suggest that you listen to this because you may not want to make the faux pas of being uh, included as they expand their definition of terrorism and terrorist and who is allowed to say what on Facebook. Um, so I am calling them or questioning at least whether they are becoming the thought police. And I'm talking of course about the novel 1984. If you haven't read it, please, please, this, these are times when you, you know, with fake news and um, questioning the news meter, media and the elections coming up and all of that, um, probably you have read it, but maybe back in high school. So I suggest rereading it. I actually uh, saw, I read it, of course, probably in high school. And um, I don't know when I read it, but it's in school. And uh, I also saw more recently, I saw a play of it. And the play was really um, disturbing. I mean, it was really good, but that's why it was disturbing because it brought the points of 1984 home to roost in a much more emotional, powerful way. So I'm gonna read you, before I start telling you details about the, what Facebook is doing, and again, other media, social media will be probably following suit, um, I want to read you a paragraph which is uh, an overview of the plot of 1984, just to refresh your memory. Okay, Winston Smith is a low-ranking member of the ruling party in London. Winston Smith is the lead character in the book. Um, he's, so he's the low, a low-ranking member of the ruling party in London in the nation of Oceania. Everywhere Winston goes, even his own home, the party watches him through telescreens. Everywhere he looks, he sees the face of the party's seemingly omniscient leader, a figure known only as Big Brother. The party controls everything in Oceania, even the people's history and language. Currently, the party is forcing the implementation of an invented language called Newspeak, which attempts to prevent political rebellion by eliminating all words related to it. Even thinking rebellious thoughts is illegal. Such thought crime is in fact the worst of all crimes. So the ruling party prohibits free thought, sects, 
and any expression of individuality, any humanity. Now, Winston, the lead, uh, works in the Ministry of Truth, where he alters historical records to fit the needs of the party. Is this all sounding a little... <laughs> See why I'm relating it to uh, Facebook and what I'm going to be telling you about them. Um, anyhow, as the story goes along, um, he turns out that people who he thought, uh, th thought the same way as he did, which was basically questioning the party and questioning being spied upon and questioning Newspeak and all of that, uh, people he thought were like him and, and also were questioning this, were not, even though they might be pretending, um, just like he was, to go along with the party, they were really questioning it and not in agreement. And so these people who he thought uh, were like him, similarly questioning everything, turned out to be uh, traitors. They turned out to be party spies. And um, they, you know, they ultimately he gets caught, you know, they realize that he has, uh, his thoughts are not in line with the party and he has, uh, falls in love and he's having an affair and that's not in line with the party and all of that. And so he is, um, captured and, uh, and I'll save the ending for later. Okay. <laughs> now let me get back to Facebook and the whole point being that, um, and as I'm telling you about these changes that Facebook is making, please keep thinking about 1984 and has Facebook become or is it becoming the thought police, the people, the, the agency, you know, this phenomenon or organization that is out there trying to stop free speech and free thought. So what Facebook is talking about, um, that the changes that they are implementing, the point of it is they are saying uh, is to limit hate speech and extremism. And um, this is because they and other social media have been, been coming under increased scrutiny because of how many people get radicalized online. And in particular, what really seemed to change, turn the tide is um, the attack in Christchurch, New Zealand that happened. Um, where the terrorist, the active shooter, the man who went into a mosque and shot, um, killed 51 people and injured more, um, that he streamed, he live streamed his attack on social media. And, um, so when that happened, that got everybody to sit up and take notice and realize we can't have this happening because um, this is going to inspire. And in fact, the Christchurch attack has inspired people to copycat it. Um, and, you know, seeing it live, of course, is very powerful. And so they don't want that to happen. Now, I am not for things, uh, streaming, <laughs> streaming attacks, you know, online. Um, no, I don't think that that's a good idea. But I think that the reaction to this has been, is, is a bit of an overreaction. So some of the things that Facebook plans to do is to um, expand its definition of terrorist organizations 
deploy artificial intelligence to better spot and block live videos of shootings. Um, you know, that's a whole other thing. We're not even having people involved here. We're having artificial intelligence becoming the thought police. Um, and then it's going to prevent links from the fringe sites, 8chan and 4chan from being posted on Facebook. Um, and to develop an oversight board of 11 members to review and oversee content decisions. Now that's, you know, that would be literally the thought police. So, um, you know, there are meetings now in the Senate and the House Judiciary Committee, and they are calling these social media platforms to come talk to them and questioning them. Um, also Google and Twitter and um, various, Amazon is also um, being questioned. Uh, in regard to this whole issue of, you know, how terrorism and hate speech um, gets propagated over the internet. So um, they are, uh, they, so this is why, this is really, you know, it's, it's, you could say it was the New Zealand shooting that then got um, the Congress to take more notice, which then got Facebook uh, to start do, making some changes. And, um, you know, because they've been pressuring these social media platforms. And, and Facebook is the largest, um, with more than 2 billion, billion with a B, users. And also they own Instagram and the messaging service WhatsApp. So needless to say, um, with these 2 billion users and the potential of having live streaming shootings or killings or massacres, uh, attacks, um, you know, one does have to question what is really going on. And then of course we know about the El Paso shooter who announced his plans in advance on 8chan and then it got propagated through other social media, including Facebook. So, um, so Facebook is trying to get ahead of the, you know, of, of the scrutiny or feeling, you know, under pressure because of the scrutiny, they are trying to um, make these changes so that they don't get into trouble, basically. Um, they are, uh, they, they kind of are proud of themselves because they say in the last two years, it ha they have detected and deleted 99% of extremist posts, which, which is equivalent to 26 million pieces of content before these, this content was reported to Facebook. So they're kind of proud of having um, detected and deleted this before someone had to report it. Well, um, when we come back, I will talk more about what Facebook is planning to do. And um, you can decide whether this is getting too close to 1984 or whether you think that this is something that is needed and will be helpful in this time of terror. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show. We're talking today about Facebook. Is Facebook becoming the thought police from 1984? Uh, is it curbing terrorism or free speech? So um, they, 
one of the changes or in in essence the 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 philosophy behind these increased changes that they are making um, is that before they focused mostly on um, organizations like ISIS and Al-Qaeda and white supremacists. And now they are broadening their definition of terrorism or, and terrorists to include more people. This is where I think we get into trouble. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I guess one could certainly argue about whether Al-Qaeda and uh, ISIS should have free speech. I mean, certainly it seems clear that um, because they use the internet, social media, all kinds of aspects of the internet to teach people how to build bombs, uh, to recruit people to ISIS and Al-Qaeda, to, um, uh, to, what's the word I'm looking for, to provoke them into um, perpetrating attacks and so on. So yes, it would be good to cut down on all this recruiting and provoking, right? But um, when it starts to get into gray areas, you know, you or I may be considered terrorists if this board <laughs> decides that they don't like what we're writing on Facebook. And again, it's not just going to be Facebook. Other, other social media platforms will follow suit, most likely, because they're also being questioned by uh, Congress. So... Now Facebook is going to be uh, considering people and organizations that engaged in attempts at violence towards civilians as terrorists. Instead of, um, instead of looking at terrorism by focusing on the violent acts intended to achieve political or ideological goals. Now that is the more accepted, the real definition of terrorism. People commit violent acts in order to uh, push forward their political or ideological goals. So now Facebook is deciding, no, we're gonna expand, expand the definition and anybody who wants to um, perpetrate violence. Um, also, they are doing, um, again, because of the New Zealand attack, uh, where the attack was streamed, live streamed, they are updating their artificial intelligence to better catch these first-person shooting videos, because they were widely criticized for not catching, stopping um, the video of the New Zealand attack in time. And because they didn't, it then got spread all over Facebook and to other places on the internet. So, you know, if, if something isn't caught in time, other pe people can like spread it all over the place. Um, and the way that they're doing this is by working with American and British law enforcement authorities to get camera footage from firearms training programs to help the artificial intelligence learn what real first-person violent events look like. Um, they are also doing, uh, trying to be therapists for people who have extremist ideas. And um, if you search for posts, if you search on Facebook um, for content that they consider bad, you know, the thought police, bad words, 
um, then you may get directed to uh, resources that are supposed to help you leave hate groups behind. Of course, you know, I mean, one of the, of course, you know, I, as someone who specializes in terrorism, teaches about terrorism, helps people cope with terrorism, you know, it, it, I might well be searching for a word related to terrorism. I mean, I do. <laughs> and so <laughs> it will be interesting to see if I am redirected to um, someplace to help me uh, decide to leave my hate group. I mean, there are all kinds of flaws in this thing. But anyhow, they are, if you um, look for some of these bad words, you, um, for with words associated with terrorism or white supremacy, you could be um, redirected to places like Light, Life After Hate, an organization that provides crisis intervention and outreach. Um, then getting back to the oversight board, um, this, which people are calling the Facebook Supreme Court, uh, these people are serving three-year terms with a maximum of three terms of service. So three-year terms, three, so that's nine years altogether. So the maximum that you could be on the Facebook Supreme Court would be nine years. And I guess this is to try to ensure some kind of diversity. But you know, one man's um, hate speech is another man's um, teaching curriculum. So I'm not sure how well this is gonna work. Um, but the purpose of this board is to oversee and interpret how Facebook's existing community standards are enforced by the content moderators. So there's an, an, a level of content moderators underneath the oversight board. And the board is supposed to um, instruct Facebook to allow or remove content, and will they will be asked to uphold or reverse designations on content removal. So there's these two, at least these two layers. Um, and then Mark Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, says, and this is so hypocritical, to, in my opinion. Quote, building institutions that protect free expression and online communities is important for the future of the internet. Well, yeah, but um, is that, do you really think you've built in enough protections for free speech? I am really not sure that you have. Of course, what's the, the choice? You know, artificial intelligence or the people who are on the board to make their own decisions. Um, now, they have, um, they, they, they talk about all kinds of things that they are doing to um, automatically remove terrorist content. Um, <laughs> our detection techniques include content matching, which allows us to identify copies of known bad material and machine learning classifiers that identify and examine, et cetera, et cetera, but bad material. I mean, again, who is the one deciding that, who's deciding what is bad? Now, again, there are some things that are really obvious um, that uh, are related to a real terrorist group, um, but, but, we, but we are, but there is most of, of 
what is up on the internet, or let's just say even up on Facebook, most of it is puppies <laughs> and kittens. Well, I don't know about most, but there are a lot of puppies and kittens. <laughs> I hope they don't get uh, they don't get to be considered bad, um, bad puppy. Anyhow, I'm getting carried away. I mean, I'm, this is just so. Uh, this is just really very frightening kind of stuff because um, who it, it, there it, it it does not it does not protect enough against uh, free speech being found bad and um, and deleted. So I'm going to tell you about um, about some of the things, some of the groups, and some of the uh, categories um, of of. Uh, posts that um, Facebook is going to be looking at in terms of it not being, they're not being allowed to have a say on Facebook. And there are six categories, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about them in our next segment, but they include violence and incitement, dangerous individuals and organizations, promoting or publicizing crime, coordinating harm, regulated goods, fraud, and deception. Okay, those are interesting, right? Well, um, so when we come back, I will talk more about these categories, and you can be warned that um, if you are going to be writing about something that um, they may think fits into this category, you may find yourself banned from Facebook and or some other um, social media platforms. So stay tuned and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show where we're talking about, is Facebook becoming the thought police? Are we having uh, an experience, a real life version of 1984? You know, 1984 was so prescient, so, uh, so clever, so scarily um, accurate uh, in terms of the possibility of humanity evolving um, towards towards thought police and Big Brother and so on. And um, you know, it is um, and and come to think of it, you know, especially thinking of the elections with all of this talk of socialism and all of that. Um, I mean, there are so many different ways, and now what I'm talking about today, Facebook deciding whether your speech is okay or not. Um, I mean, we are moving ever closer to 1984. It just took us to 2019 to get there. Okay, so anyhow, I promised I would tell you about the six categories that Facebook has decided to police. They were proud of how they have been um, getting rid of material that was clearly related to ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Now they want to expand their boundaries and um, do more, um, do white supremacy groups, more of that, and more of just a gray area. And these are the six gray areas that I'm going to tell you more about, violence and incitement, Dangerous individuals and organizations, get that, dangerous individuals, dun, dun, dun. Uh, promoting or publicizing crime, coordinating harm, reg regulated goods, and fraud and deception. Okay, 
So violence and incitement. Um, they're trying, they talk about the aim of all this is to prevent potential offline harm that may be related to content on Facebook. Why? Because they don't want to be sued. That's why. And they say, in regard to the category violence and incitement, while we understand that people common, commonly express disdain or disagreement by threatening or calling for violence in non-serious ways, we remove language that incites or facilitates serious violence. Now, really, I mean, are they psychiatrists? Are they uh, putting the people who post on Facebook on their couch? How exactly are they going to determine that? We remove content, disable accounts, and work with law enforcement when we believe there is a genuine risk of physical harm or direct threats to public safety. We also try to consider the language and context in order to distinguish casual statements from content that constitutes a credible threat to public or personal safety. In determining whether a threat is credible, we may also consider additional information like a person's public vis visibility and vulnerability. Now, you know, um, vulnerability, that's fine in terms of thinking about like if someone is making a threat to them and, and someone is um, in the public and vulnerable, you know, that, that there's this threat of attack to a particular person, um, okay. But, um, you know, it, you can read that in another way as well. And I know that they, Facebook has done this to people who are high profile, um, that they are more, um, they are more strict or more, they come down harder on some people who have more public visibility. So, you know, this whole thing can be read in so many different ways. Um, and, and really, you know, for, as a psychiatrist, you know, there's a, um, we are, are uh, tasked or there's a law that um, we have to, if we think that somebody, a patient poses, you know, everything is confidential, of course, when you go to see a psychiatrist, except if you make a threat to a particular person or persons and the psychiatrist believes that you are serious about that threat, then we are tasked with notifying the person or persons who the threat is against and in notifying the police. So, you know, it is not easy for a psychiatrist to figure this out and make that fine line determination because, you know, because there is the risk, of course, of being sued, but because the person would say, well, you, I don't know why you believed me. I was only kidding, or I was just saying that because I was angry. Um, so if, it's, if a psychiatrist who has been treating someone and presumably knows the person well, still has, um, has to make this fine line determination, how is Facebook <laughs> going to do it? Okay, the second category, dangerous individuals and organizations. In an effort to prevent and disrupt real world harm, we do not allow any organizations or individuals that proclaim a violent mission or, or are engaged in violence from having a presence on Facebook. This includes organizations or individuals involved in the following, terrorist activity, organized hate, mass or serial murder, human trafficking, 
organized violence or criminal activity. Now, what does that mean? Organized crime? Um, I mean, some of these are clear uh, terrorist activity, but um, but some of these other things. I mean, this, you know, it, it can um, it can organized violence or criminal activity. That that last one is a bit vague. We also remove content that expresses support or praise for groups, leaders, or individuals involved in these activities. Now that takes it to another level. So you can't say. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say anything that supports or praises any of these people. I mean, not that you would necessarily want to praise a terrorist or a mass murderer, but that is your free speech to praise whomever you would like. I mean, that, that is going too far. Number three, promoting or publicizing a crime. Now, this is of concern to me as wearing, putting on my hat as a forensic psychiatrist in which I am analyzing online cases all the time, sometimes for television shows. And then I put clips of the show online. Anyhow, they say, we prohibit people from promoting or publicizing violent crime, theft, and or fraud because we do not want to condone this activity and because there is a risk of copycat behavior. We also do not allow people to depict criminal activity or admit to crimes they or their associates have committed. Now you would think, what is wrong with that? You would think <laughs> that would be a good thing. If people have, um, feel, have a guilty conscience and they want to admit to a crime and they put it on Facebook and then the police could come and, and uh, arrest them, that would be a good thing. In fact, there have been people who have been arrested, uh, not necessarily, well, I mean, they are unconsciously admitting and confessing to a crime. You know, perhaps you've seen um, people who put uh, videos of rape online on Facebook or other social media, um, you know, because they're so proud of how, <laughs> of, of their rape, of being, uh, of what they did, of their power and so on. I mean, you know, and, and, and perhaps unconsciously do want to get caught. Um, I don't know that they're, that it's much about guilt, but um, so these, there have been a fair amount of people who have been arrested because of that. And now Facebook is saying they're, they're, they're going to take that away. Um, we do, however, allow people to debate or advocate for the legality of criminal activities, uh -huh. <laughs> as well as address them in a rhetorical or satirical way debate or advocate for the legality of criminal activities. That's okay. <laughs> this is not making any sense. Um, and it does seem to um, say that talking about or analyzing crimes from as a forensic psychiatrist or any kind of forensic analyst wouldn't be allowed either. Four, coordinating harm. In an effort to prevent and disrupt real world harm, we prohibit people from facilitating or coordinating future activity, criminal or otherwise, that is intended or likely to cause harm to people, businesses, or animals. People can draw attention to harmful activity that they may witness or experience as long as they do not advocate for or coordinate harm. Well, I mean, I can see the idea of coordinating, but does that, how far are they going to go on that? Is that going to, what about people who try to organize protests online? Is that going to be uh, not allowed? Then they have a whole thing about regulated goods. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but 
Um, but it's kind of hypocritical also. Uh, well, well, I'll tell you. Okay, so we prohibit attempts by individuals, manufacturers, and retailers to purchase, sell, or trade non-medical drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, and marijuana. We also prohibit the purchase, sale, gifting, exchange, and transfer of firearms, including firearm parts or ammunition between private individuals on Facebook. Then it goes on to say firearm stores and online retailers may promote items available for sale off of our services as long as those retailers comply with all applicable laws and regulations. Now, <laughs> what do you think that's about? In other words, if a firearm store wants to advertise on Facebook, in other words, provide them revenue, then that's okay. But, um, I, I, I mean, it, it, this, it, they seem to be contradicting themselves, but in any case, Anyhow, the last, last but not least, fraud and deception. I think this whole thing is fraud and deception. It is just promoting the political views of Facebook. Um, in an effort to prevent and disrupt harmful or fraudulent activity, note that they begin each of their paragraphs that way, you know, each of their categories. We remove content aimed at deliberately deceiving people. <laughs> Pretty interesting considering the ads that are on Facebook. We remove content aimed at deliberately deceiving people to gain an unfair advantage or deprive another of money, property, or legal right. However, we allow people to raise awareness and educate others as well as condemn these activities using our platform. Huh. Um, very confusing, very gray, very, um, very dangerous. So the end of the story, I promised I would tell you the end. Well, if you don't want, if you don't want to hear the end of, or be reminded of the end of 1984, you can turn this off now. But the end of the story is that the main character, Winston Smith, uh, after he is, you know, he falls in love, he has an affair, um, and then he's betrayed by these people who turn out to be uh, connected to the party and not, um, not the group that uh, is against the party. Um, the party, you know, in other words, um, with the leader being Big Brother, of course. Um, anyhow, so at the end of the story, after he has, he's in love and all that, and he's betrayed um, by the party, spies, then uh, he, is, he is tortured. And um, they, they know that he has been having recurring nightmares about rats. And so how do they torture him? They give him his worst nightmare. And they strap a, a cage full of rats onto his head. And they're about to allow the rats to eat his face. How do you like that? <laughs> a gruesome picture, right? Finally, Winston snaps. And he pleads with his torturer, with the main man um, and the main spy for the party, he pleads with him to uh, torture and to put, put the rats onto Julia, his, uh, the one he was in love with, instead of him. And what that shows, that is the ultimate indication that he has lost his humanity, that um, he has lost the ability to love, that Big Brother has won. 
again, I recommend that you reread it um, and then think about some of the things that Facebook and like in all likelihood, the other social media platforms are going to be doing to limit your free speech on social media. Thank you for listening to the therapist terror, terrorist therapist show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.